This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. The word bishop in the Greek is episkopos. It's episkopos. Or you can always speak it in English, episcopalian. And the word means overseer, investigator, inspector. And this definition, this title, gives us a clear description of a shepherd. What does a shepherd do? The shepherd cares for the flock. He oversees the flock. He feeds the flock. He inspects. He investigates the surrounding for the sheep. The shepherd's job is vital to the survival of the sheep. Without a shepherd, sheep are vulnerable to predators, exposed to the elements, and will most likely have a difficult time finding food. In today's message, Pastor Eddie teaches you about the qualifications found in the Bible for one who is called to be a shepherd over God's people. God cares for His sheep very much and has made it clear what He expects from those who look after them. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 3 as he begins his message, Qualifications of Overseers. Let us turn to our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3. Paul's epistle, first epistle to Timothy. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. We're going to read from verses 1 through 7. Paul writes this. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he falls into reproach and the snare of the devil. And so there is order in the heavens and in creation. So is the case with the church of God. That brings us to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 1 through 7. And where the Apostle Paul now turns our attention from the congregation, from the church gathering, from men and women in the church, to the overseers of the church, to the pastors of the church. There are biblical qualifications for overseers and for pastors. And not everyone here is a pastor, but it's good that you know and understand what is expected from a pastor biblically. What qualifies want to be a pastor biblically. And we see that throughout the history. Man has changed that order. Man has changed and and has added titles and added positions into the church that are not biblical. And so 
Remember, Paul is writing this letter to Timothy because there was an issue in Ephesus. And he sent Timothy to put things in order. There was chaos in the church. And there's still chaos now. But it was also the case back then. And so this is why this is called a pastoral epistles because Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy, uh, I'm sending you out to Ephesus. The church there has some issues. There's some false teachings, false doctrines, and there are people who are in leadership, shouldn't be in leadership. There's chaos between the men and the women in the sanctuary. And so now I'm sending you over to set things in order. As a matter of fact, the key verse for this entire epistle is found in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. We read this verse when we first had our introduction for this book. Paul writes, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. Which is the church of the living God. Not any church. It is a church of the living God. The pillar and ground of truth. And because this is the house of God, it must be, it must be run and operated by the Holy Spirit according to the word of God. Now, before we begin with the qualification of a pastor, I think it will be helpful to look over some of the biblical titles, positions, and offices given to us in Scripture. We're talking about in totality of Scripture, mostly in, in the New Testament. Again, because throughout history, there have been certain denominations that have added titles, they have added positions that are foreign to the Bible, that are not biblical, and matter of fact, they were created by man. And if it's going to be the church of the living God, we need to follow what God has to say. And, you know, as far as order, structure, as far as who's qualified, and not everyone can be a pastor. I don't think everybody wants to be a pastor. For example, the title, position of Pope, Archbishop, and Cardinal are not biblical. They're man-made. The title priest, that is scriptural. However, it calls all believers Priests, priests and kings, not just a select a few. I'll give you a couple of verses. In First Peter chapter two, verse nine, Peter writes this: "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light." We're all priests and kings before God. Revelation chapter one, verses five and six. Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, he writes this. Paul, I mean, sorry, John wrote Revelation. He writes this. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So we're all priests and kings and queens, if you wish before God because we belong to him. He's the ultimate king. He's the king of kings. It's not a selected few. If you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are priests and kings before God. The title father. Jesus said, call no one on earth father. Matthew chapter 23, verse 9. Do not call anyone on earth your father. The one is your father. He who is in heaven. How did man take the title of God and allow people to call them father? There's only one. You know why? Because nobody reads their Bible. No one reads the scriptures. And this is why it's important that we understand 
if we're going to serve the living God and we're in the church of God, we're going to do it accordingly how he has given it to us in his word. God is the God of order. His church is to be in order. And so these are some of the titles. There's also reverend. Reverend is not a biblical title. In fact, you won't even find the word reverend in the scriptures unless, unless you read the King James Version. <laughs> The thou thus, and I wish you well with that. In Psalm 111, verse 9, it says, He sent redemption unto his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. That's the only time you find it, only in the King James Version translation. The word reverend means to fear. It means awesome. And there's only one that we ought to fear, and there's only one that is awesome, and that's God. So that's why I'm not a reverend. It's not a biblical title. And as a matter of fact, according to the scripture and the definition of that word, it belongs to God and God alone. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with these titles and positions, and there are many more, but time would not allow us to... I googled some of these titles and I couldn't believe I said wow there are more titles than there are words in the Bible but they're all created and why because man loves title they love to have a position they love the power and they have gone beyond the word of God and placed themselves above others above the people of God and they couldn't find a position they created one and that's not what God had planned for his church. There is structure. The Bible is clear and lists for us the offices of those who are in leadership as overseers, and that's what this study is about, the qualification of overseers. And there's offices uh, in the church, and there are actually four. We, many scholars believe four, and I believe that because the Bible points out the four offices of the church as far as leadership and overseers. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, gives us that. We're going to read verse 12 as well. But he, Paul writes this, And he himself gave some to be apostles. And now the apostles, in general sense, we are apostles, were sent out. But an actual apostles, one has witnessed Jesus Christ. Prophets. We don't use prophets today as we did years ago because there wasn't the word of God. The prophets foretold of the future. There's nothing new to foretell because the Bible's already written. Some evangelists, those are used, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now you may say, wait a minute. I see apostles, Prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. No, pastors and teachers are together because if you look at that text, the word some is before apostle, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And so it's speaking of a, a senior pastor, a pa- one who pastors the church, or oversees the church as a whole. And so it's speaking of a, of a pastor. Now, A senior pastor cares for the people and also teaches the people of God according to the word. Now, there are assistant pastors who have the gift of loving and caring for people, but can't teach. 
You have assistant pastors that can teach, but don't really care for people. (laughs) The first title that Paul is going to address here in verses 1 through 7 is the title of a bishop. Lord willing, we'll study the position of a deacon in our next study. Now, let me give you the meaning of this word. The word bishop in the Greek is episkopos. Is episkopos. Well, you can always speak it in English, episcopalian. And the word means overseer, investigator, inspector. And this definition, this title, gives us a clear description of a shepherd. What does a shepherd do? The shepherd cares for the flock. He oversees the flock. He feeds the flock. He inspects. He investigates the surrounding for the sheep. And so bishop is, is a biblical title and a biblical word. So too, you see the pastor of the church, in the same way a shepherd cares for the flock, he cares for the spiritual needs of God's people. Peter writes this, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2, he says, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers. We'll find the word elder later on when we get to study chapter 5 of 1 Timothy. The word elder is presbyterios, which we could also pronounce that word in English as Presbyterian. It means advanced, matured in life as a senior, but it also speaks of advanced and matured spiritually. And so elders want to be advanced spiritually. It shouldn't be a novice or a new believer. That would also be the case for the pastor bishop as we see as we move on. And so the words bishop, overseer, Shepherd, pastor, elders are interchangeably. You'll find it throughout the scripture, but they're talking about one who oversees the spiritual needs of the body of Christ, the church. And so for the sake of our study, I will use the the title pastor because number one, it is biblical. We find that title in the Bible. Number two is a common title for us today. And number three, that's the title we use here. I was thinking of changing it to bishop. Sounds more, not just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, if you're taking notes, as you know, we read our text, we're going to study our text verse by verse. If you're taking notes in verses one to three, in verses one to three, we're going to see Paul's going to talk about the qualification of a pastor's, his personal life, the qualification of a pastor in his personal life. In verses four and five, the qualification of the pastor in the home, the pastor in the home in verses four and five. And in verse six, the qualification of a pastor's spiritual life. The qualification of the pastor's spiritual life. And in verse 7, the qualification of the pastor's testimony outside the church. So there's a lot of qualifications here. Okay, according to scripture, qualification, if you, if you notice, if you read it, it didn't say anything about having a Bible degree or going to seminary. Those things are good. Those things are important. I recommend if you do go. But people think that because once they got the degree, that qualifies them to be as an overseer of a church. That's not a biblical concept. Because colleges and seminaries do not make and do not ordain pastors, the Holy Spirit, and God does. That's not the way it's done. There are people, they're not even qualified. They don't have a heart for people they get a degree and they think, okay, I got a degree. Like if it, it was an, an, you know, an ordinary job, you know? If you want to be a lawyer, yeah, you go to school to be a lawyer. You need a degree to be a lawyer, a doctor, definitely. But that's not what the Word of God is telling you here. 
Again, it's important. Don't, get, don't misunderstand me. I think you should. I think it's important. But I've known people that have been to Bible college that have master's degree. I knew one, a co-worker of mine who had a master's degree in, uh, in seminary. But then he tells me he's going to officiate a wedding between two men. I approached him, and I, I showed him in Scripture, and he says, after that, he tells me, you can't take the Bible literally. No, this is, this is one with a master. He has a master's. And he already has a position in the church. And so that's why it's not about having a college degree. It's about what the Bible calls and what the Bible and the Word of God consider who is qualified. Again, those things are important. I, rec- I recommend that you do if you want to learn the Bible, but that's not the biblical concept. So we read our text. Let us study the text verse by verse. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Let's look at verse 1. It says this. This is a faithful saying, meaning it's true. For a man, if a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. First thing this, this individual, this man should have, he must have a desire to be a bishop, to be a pastor. He must have that desire. And can I tell you, that's how God begins to work in you. When you have a desire, a strong desire, Many people say, what's God's will in my life? Well, there's a lot of things that God's will for you to be thankful, for you to serve him, but what does God put in your heart? And that's how it births out. That doesn't necessarily mean that your desire qualifies you because sometimes the desire becomes stronger than the call. And that becomes dangerous. But he must have a desire to be a bishop. Now, before we get our hopes high and think that, well, all I need is a desire. I'm clear. I'm good to go. The Bible says I have a desire. Yeah, I have a desire. Understand that Paul is not promoting the position of a pastor or bishop as it was some kind of commercial. You too can be a pastor. You have a desire. You want it. You can have it. Call 1-800-HEAVEN. Angels are standing by. (laughs) You could be a pastor. Can I tell you in Paul's day when he wrote this, it wasn't taken lightly the position of a pastor. As a matter of fact, with all the persecution that was taking place, and especially with the early church, who did they go for first? The pastor. Canada. How many pastors have been arrested? Do they, do they arrest the whole congregation? No, they go after the pastor. And, and that pretty soon is going to happen in our nation, the way it looks. So if you want to be a pastor, get ready for prison ministry, because that's where you'll go. That's what it looks like. But Paul is not promoting this and say, hey, you know, go ahead, start. You have, yeah, go ahead, go in the name of the Lord. You know, I've been a part of a church where a pastor actually promoted being a pastor or starting a planned church as if, you know, it's simple. Just open up a storefront and have a Bible study. Sad to say some young men actually follow that and are now destroyed because of it. And Paul's going to talk about novice being put into ministry. It wasn't taken lightly in Paul's day. Now, there are also people who want to go for the pastorate for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. For title, prestige, respect, job security. I don't know about that. Sadly, for money. You know, one thing, be sure that God is calling you. Be sure, be seriously sure. And you say, hey, 
if the Lord calls you, praise the Lord. Go forward. Do what God calls you. But if he didn't, I feel sorry for you. And that is the truth. That is the truth. That many have gone out because they just want to be. But you don't even see the fruit of their ministry at all. Now, let us look at the word desire here. I think this would help us even more to understand what Paul is trying to say here. The word desire is mentioned twice here in verse 1. However, uh, they both are totally different. If you have the new King James Version, you'll find that they are identical, but they are two different words, two different meanings. The first desire, where it said, if a man desires the position, speaks of the external desires, an external desire, and we see that in the Greek word, uh, orgo, and it means to strive, to stretch oneself out in order to touch or to grasp something. That is the definition of the first desire. The second desire where he says he desires a good work speaks of the internal desire, and that's the Greek word epithamel, and it means to crave, to long for something. So it's two different words, two different meanings. Same word, two different meanings. In other words, what he's trying to say, if you strive to be a, a pastor, You strive to be a pastor because you wholeheartedly crave, and here it is, to serve people, to love people, to care for people, to teach people the word of God. That is what Paul is saying here. He says he desires a good work. He must desire to work, to serve people, to minister to people, be available. Now, it's impossible for one pastor to be available for all. That is why there are other leaders and other people in the church. But he must be available. As a matter of fact, the word minister, the word minister in the Greek means to serve. It means to serve. However, ministers today have turned it around. Instead of serving the church, they want the church to serve them. And you see, when you study the word of God, you see what the titles are, the precision, the responsibility, the qualification, who can be a pastor, who cannot be a pastor. We stick to the word of God. God is a God of order. And you cannot fall or falter with this. If you're looking for an easy job, uh, look somewhere else. (laughs) It's a lot of work. I, I love it, to be honest. I love people. Two things I love is people and the Word of God. (laughs) And they went well together. I love to help people. That is my heart. It's all about people. Jesus didn't come to build an empire. He didn't come to build an earthly kingdom. He didn't come to build ministries. He came because of people. Aren't you glad you decided to join us today on Running the Race? Pastor Eddie has been making his way through the book of 1 Timothy, where we're learning some great truths for living and leading in the church. In chapter 1, verse 18, and chapter 6, verse 12, Paul wrote, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You too are encouraged to fight the good fight, stand firm in your convictions, and know that you have the full power of God when you speak His name. We're so glad you joined us today for Running the Race. 
Running the Race is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel of Milford. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area, Jessica has an invitation for you. We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. Head over right now to runningtheraceradio.com to learn more about the church and hear more messages. And we'll connect with you next time here on Running the Race.